Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to Snippets of Knowledge, the podcast where we dive into the big ideas in the business and marketing world in bite-sized segments. Today, we're tackling a modern classic in innovative thinking, Purple Cow by Seth Godin. Get ready to look at the world of marketing through a completely different lens as we delve into the secrets of being remarkable. Whether you're a seasoned marketer, a budding entrepreneur, or just someone with a curiosity for ideas that break the mold, you're in the right place. So let's get started and discover how to stand out in a field of sameness. Think about the last time an advertisement really grabbed your attention. What was it that captivated you? Was it a catchy jingle, a clever catchphrase, or perhaps something entirely unexpected that made you stop in your tracks? This leads us to the heart of Seth Godin's Purple Cow, the concept of being remarkable. In today's noise-filled world, traditional advertising struggles to make an impact. With consumers being bombarded with countless ads every day, the likelihood of any single ad standing out is slim to none. Here's where the purple cow strolls in. It isn't just any cow. It's the one that would make you do a double-take if you passed it in a field of ordinary black and white cows. Godin tells us that for something to be remarkable, it has to be worth noticing. It literally needs to be worthy of a remark. Now, being remarkable doesn't mean just being weird or different for the sake of it. It's about adding such incredible value or presenting such an innovative solution that people can't help but talk about it. For example, when Apple first introduced the iPod, it wasn't just another music player, it was a thousand songs in your pocket. This simple yet powerful idea challenged what consumers expected from their devices and became the talk of the tech world. And while crafting your purple cow, remember that safety is risky. The safe and familiar path is the road to mediocrity, which ultimately leads to invisibility in the marketplace. Instead, Godin urges businesses to be daring, to design the products and services they market to be genuinely remarkable from the outset. So let's ask ourselves, how can we infuse our marketing with the purple cow factor? How can we create something so extraordinary that our audience not only takes notice, but feels compelled to share it with others? Keep those wheels turning, because that's the kind of marketing that not only resonates, but also endures. In the landscape of business and marketing, the purple cow is a term that's not about dairy farming. It's about standing out, being distinct, being the thing that makes you go, wow. Picture this. You're driving down a country road. You see one cow, then another. They all look the same, right? But then, bam, there's a purple cow. Now that's something that would catch your eye, make you stop the car, and take notice. That's what Seth Godin is driving at in his book. In practice... A purple cow is a product, service, or concept that's so different and engaging that it breaks through the noise of the traditional marketplace. It's not just a better product. It's a product that changes the game. Apple's sleek iPhone design, Tesla's electric cars, and even something as simple as Starbucks turning the coffee shop into a cultural phenomenon, these are all purple cows. They didn't just push the envelope. They created a whole new mailbox. Let's not forget the iconic example of the halfway to free promotion from JetBlue. After a competitor claimed to have more legroom, JetBlue responded by positioning themselves as the airline that offers a superior flying experience, not just an extra inch or two. This was a strategic move that goes beyond the usual price wars and feature lists. This was their purple cow moment. Or how about the footwear industry? When everyone was selling shoes, Tom's decided to not just sell shoes, but give a pair away for every pair purchased. They turned a simple purchase into a feel-good movement, 
Each of these purple cows didn't just graze peacefully in their fields. They sparked conversations and turned heads. They were remarkable. And because of that, people talked about them and they grew. That's the power of the purple cow, creating something truly noteworthy. Let's dive into what Seth Godin calls sneezers. Picture this. In the realm of ideas, a sneezer is like patient zero in a flu epidemic. They're the ones who spread your business's virus. And by virus, I mean your contagious marketing campaign that just can't be contained. A sneezer is influential, connected, and they can't wait to tell others about something remarkable, like a proverbial purple cow. But not all sneezes are created equal. There are the promiscuous sneezers, those happy to share any and all things they find. While they get the word out quick, it's the powerful sneezers you're aiming for, folks who are respected authorities in their circles. Their endorsement? It's gold dust. When they sneeze, their audience listens, trusts, and shares. That's where your virus turns into an outbreak. How do you make your marketing a virus, you ask? Well, Godin suggests it's about crafting a story so compelling and unusual that it spreads on its own. Think Hotmail in its early days, including a simple tagline in every email sent that led to rampant growth, or the Blair Witch Project, which created a surge of intrigue with its unconventional low-budget marketing, suggesting the footage was real. Now, before you get carried away with clever campaigns, remember that the base of all this is still the purple cow, the remarkable product. It's what fuels the sneezes. So create that sneeze-worthy product and then give your sneezers the tools and stories to spread your virus far and wide. And if you're sitting there, nodding along, thinking, I want a piece of that viral action, start with the question, how can your product or service truly stand out? What's your story that will make the sneezers itch to spread the word? Autoricizing sneezers and creating marketing viruses isn't just savvy. It's an essential part of being seen in the overcrowded markets of today. So make it contagious, folks. Make it viral. And most importantly, make it remarkable. Let's tackle one of the most vital ideas from Purple Cow that might counter your instinct, but is crucial to innovation, the willingness to fail. Now, that's a scary thought, isn't it? Failure often feels like the end of the road, but Seth Godin flips this fear on its head. You see, without the risk of failure, it's almost impossible to be truly remarkable. Take, for example, the bold move by Volkswagen when they launched the new Beetle. Cars were largely just functional machines, nothing out of the ordinary. Then came this oddball design, curvy, friendly, and completely out of sync with the angular shapes dominating the industry. Yes, the risk was monumental. There was a chance that consumers would laugh it off the stage. But the opposite happened. The new Beetle became iconic, endearing itself to millions and injecting a heavy dose of wow into Volkswagen's brand. And let's not forget when Apple decided to kill off their best-selling iPod Mini to introduce the iPod Nano. They stopped producing their most popular product at the time for something untested, something new. It was madness. But that bold risk paid off massively, spawning a series of innovations that kept Apple miles ahead of its competition. Both these companies had a strong willingness to accept the potential of failing because they understood one profound truth. In the crowded marketplace, good enough is simply not enough. If you're not willing to risk the safe and the traditional, you won't reach for the exceptional. It's through this lens that we should view our own work and ideas. Where are we playing it too safe? What potential purple cow is hiding behind our hesitation to fail? As Godin says, safe is risky. It's the risks that set us apart and lead to breakthrough success. So I'll leave you with this. 
What risk are you willing to take to be remarkable? Have you ever come across a product or an idea so intriguing that it seems to captivate a certain group of people? These aren't just any consumers. They are enthusiasts, almost fanatical in their pursuit of a particular interest. Seth Godin refers to this phenomenon as the otaku factor. The term otaku, originally from Japan, describes people with obsessive interests, particularly in areas like anime or manga. But Godin takes this concept a step further. He suggests that by designing products that ignite the passion of these otaku, businesses can create their own purple cow, an offering so irresistible that it's not just consumed, it's sought after. Now imagine a gadget that's a must-have for tech enthusiasts or a limited edition sneaker that shoe collectors will line up overnight to buy. That fervor, that excitement, is the energy behind an otaku-driven product. It's not about appealing to the masses, but to a niche audience that will become the sneezers, spreading the word like gospel, because to them, it's not just another product, it's a piece of their passion. When you create something targeting an otaku, you aren't just selling a product, you're providing a slice of identity, an artifact that says, this is who I am, and this is what I love. It becomes more than a commodity, it's a statement. And in an overcrowded market, statements stand out, they become the purple cows that everyone notices. But let's not overlook the subtlety required here. It's not about gimmicks or adding bells and whistles. It's about understanding what makes that group tick. What do they value? What's missing in their world? And how can you, as a creator and marketer, fill that gap with something truly remarkable? Seth Godin challenges us to delve into the world of otaku, to study it, respect it, and design for it. Because when an otaku finds something they love, they don't just adopt it, they embrace it, they champion it, and they spread it. That's the kind of organic marketing muscle that can position your business, not just in the limelight, but in the heart of a community. And that, my friends, is the essence of the otaku factor in crafting your very own purple cow. So how exactly can you morph your products and services into that illustrious purple cow? Seth Godin shares insightful wisdom that basically asks you to throw the ordinary out the window. First, he urges you to zoom in on the edge. That means finding the most extreme features and benefits that resonate with your early adopters, the people most likely to spread the word about your amazing product. He also stresses the concept of targeting a niche market. It's far more effective to be the leader in a small pond than to be a me too in a massive ocean. By doing so, you concentrate all your energy on captivating a specific group that's totally into what you're offering. It's this smaller, passionate audience that's going to be your herd of sneezers, actively spreading your innovation virus. Another piece of advice, Godin tells us to forget every good. It's just not good enough. The market is full of every good, and no one talks about every good anymore. Exceptional should be your benchmark, pushing boundaries to the point where some might think you've gone a bit bonkers but it's this very bonkers that can command attention and make your product a purple cow. And let's talk risks. You've got to embrace them. Playing it safe might keep you afloat, but it'll never propel you to the forefront. That's purple cow territory, and it's reserved for those willing to stick their necks out. Wrapping it up, create, refine, repeat. Innovation isn't a one-time deal. It's a relentless pursuit to stay exceptional, to keep your cow as purple as can be. Listening to customer feedback, tweaking, and experimenting is the lifeblood of a truly standout offering. Put these practices to work, and who knows? 
Your product or service just might be the next big moo on everyone's lips. In the business world, being just good isn't good enough anymore. This idea pivots us toward understanding the long-term implications of being remarkable on business strategy and customer relations. When Seth Godin talks about being remarkable, about being a purple cow, he's urging us to break free of the traditional and become noteworthy. So what does that look like in the long haul? For starters, it reshapes your business strategy from the core. Instead of allocating big budgets to blanket advertising that may or may not hit the mark, resources are channeled into innovation, into creating products or services so compelling that they're impossible to ignore. This shift prioritizes creativity and customer experience over conventional marketing. Moreover, when you're remarkable, your customer relations transform. People don't just buy from you, they talk about you. They become advocates for your brand, spreading word of mouth, which is the most authentic and effective marketing tool out there. Consider for a moment the power of a recommendation from a friend versus an ad on TV. Which one are you more likely to trust? In the grand scheme, choosing to be remarkable can mean choosing a path less traveled by, and that comes with its own set of challenges. But it's this very journey that builds a resilient brand identity, one that can weather market shifts and evolve without losing its core appeal. It ensures that your company isn't just surviving the present, but is also engineered to thrive in the future. Creating a remarkable brand is an investment not just in an innovative product or an ingenious campaign, but in the very essence of what you want your relationship with your customers to be like. And in a world where competition is fierce and attention is scarce, that's a decision that can make all the difference. Wow, what a journey we've just had delving into Seth Godin's purple cow. To wrap things up, let's circle back and condense the essence of what we've learned. Remember, being remarkable isn't just an advantage. It's a necessity in today's crowded market. Don't be afraid to stand out, to fail, or to cater to the otakus of the world. Embrace the purple cow philosophy and dare to create something truly worth noticing, a product or service that practically markets itself because of how exceptional it is. Now think about your own business, your projects, your work. How can you integrate what we've discussed today to not just survive, but to thrive? Thank you for tuning in to Snippets of Knowledge. Until next time, keep on creating and stay remarkable.